0: Hello and welcome to the Agents of Game podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood Dave, and with me tonight is Matt Moyer. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I am doing pretty good. You don't sound too enthused about that.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, I still have a broken arm from last
0: week, so, you know, things could be going better. I, I suppose you'll have to work on having that gone by next week. Yes, I
1: I keep trying to channel my inner Wolverine, but it doesn't seem to be working. Have
0: you tried amputation? Well,
1: (laughs) well, that would solve the problem of my broken wrist. (laughs) Then I would be missing my hand, so... I think we're going to let this one... We're going to let this play out and see how it goes. (laughs) If you insist. Things have been going pretty well for me this week. You know, aside from
0: having a broken wrist. So, uh, this is a completely random note, but I've been following a little bit of the elections in England. Okay. Two words. Lord Buckethead. You are not even serious.
1: No. There's really not some guy whose last name is Buckethead. I don't
0: think it's his actual name.
1: News about Lord Buckethead... Uh, England's election night in pictures. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm getting pictures of people with buckets on their head,
0: but... (laughs) I'm not sure if you'd see what you should look for, but it, it is a person with a bucket on his head. It looks like the Black Knight of Lorne with a longer... Or like the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but with a taller helmet thing. Okay. And that was an official candidate in the election, and some people voted for him or her. Yes, over I, Theresa I May.
1: See. I scrolled down there are some pictures. That is impressive. <laughs> very, very impressive. That uh, I mean, I suppose it doesn't really take any guts because no one's gonna know who you are. <sighs> So I'm assuming the Lord is is just his own uh, honorary title. <laughs> He's not an actual. Yeah, it's
0: probably a self a self given title. Yes. Uh-huh, okay.
1: <laughs> or is it one of those things that goes back where if you want to be if you want to run for British Parliament or whatever, you have to be a some kind of have some kind of title. I don't really know that much about British politics.
0: Well, there's the House of Commons and the House of Lords, and I don't know that. I mean, for the position he's running for, I don't know that he would necessarily have to be a lord, but I guess if you've got a bucket, you could qualify.
1: (laughs) 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 Now, I don't don't want to make this too political, but honestly, I probably would have voted for somebody named Lord Buckethead over either of our two last presidential
0: candidates (laughs) as well,
1: so I... (laughs)
0: you know let's just take this jealous
1: of england right now
0: let's just take this probably out of that sentence and i think we're good (laughs) 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 oh my uh so unfortunately sean is not with us this week i know he saw wonder woman and is raving about it as are many others i have
1: not seen it yet hopefully next week though
0: you know, I'm really glad to hear that there's a variety of really good things about this. First, it's what the the first uh, superhero movie led by a woman since the wonderful Catwoman and Electra movies. I try Remember? my best to forget that those movies ever existed. So, as well you probably should. <laughs> Um, so it, it's good that not only we get an, another heroine movie, but it's a good DC movie, too, which, I mean, she might be single-handedly saving the franchise. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: Chris Pine is in it, and he is definitely one of the better actors around these
0: days, so I'm sure he didn't hurt things. Yeah, yeah, he does well in almost everything he's done. Don't see Z for Zachariah, um... Just don't I thought That's,
1: about watching that, but I didn't
0: <sighs> Yeah, we reviewed kind it. For, of want to. We reviewed it for digital dumpster diving. Um just to take a quote out of that episode, uh, the other Matt Matt Peter said, I got Sundanced. There was it was supposed to be a post apocalyptic movie. Uh-huh. There was it was light on apocalypse, heavy on Love Triangle. Uh-huh. And yeah. Now, you, Matt, you said you were going to go see Captain Underpants. Um, I was planning on taking my son to that since they're out of school this week. Uh-huh. But a bunch of other stuff came up and that became an impossibility at the moment. Uh, should I regret not having seen it or be grateful that I missed it? Okay,
1: I'm going to say be grateful that you missed it. Uh, unless your son actively reads the books. He does. Okay, then he will probably want to see it. My son reads the books. He he enjoyed himself. He thought it was funny and he he knows all of the stories by heart of course. And I mean, I I've read the books with him and stuff like that. So, it was a pretty faithful interpretation of the books brought to the big screen uh that being said it basically falls uh victim to the same problems that the books have i don't want to say that they're sometimes too tongue-in-cheek uh you know uh deadpool for example uh, they were really tongue-in-cheek and a lot of that stuff but they pulled it off and and dave uh, pilkey i think is the author's name he doesn't pull it off as well <laughs> as they did in deadpool <laughs> Either in his books or in the movie, it had some really funny parts, but a lot of the plot and things like that kind of kind of slow. It was kind of a slow moving movie. My favorite joke from the movie, though, any parents will really uh, appreciate this. the The evil Professor Poopy Pants, I think, is his name. He's the antagonist. He becomes the uh, su- the kids' science teacher. And his big plot is to shrink the laughter centers of all children's brains. And, in, and explaining this, he, he goes and he points out different parts of the brain. And, and one of the parts that he talks about is, he says, this is the part of the brain that makes kids only eat chicken nuggets, pizza, and uh, noodles with butter on them. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to my son and I said, that's you! <laughs> <laughs> so, there are a couple gems in there, but overall, unless your child is a fan of the books, or if you're a fan of the books, it's definitely
0: one you can miss. Good to know. So. Well, speaking about movies you can miss, uh, The Mummy. The Mummy. The, the Mummy's a movie. Yeah. I I honestly don't know
1: what they were thinking when they put that together. It, uh... Yeah. No. I've only seen the previews for it. And I've, I've seen a couple, you know, quasi-interviews with Tom Cruise and some of the other characters, and I'm just like... I'd, I don't think so, guys. Sorry, I'm not buying it.
0: Yeah, pretty much almost Almost every review, if not every review, basically says in one way or another, and this is a quote, The Mummy is the worst Tom Cruise movie ever. Okay, okay, I have to disagree there. Mission Impossible
1: 2 has got to be the worst Tom Cruise movie ever.
0: But you haven't seen The Mummy, it could be worse. It could be worse i don't i don't see how that's possible <laughs> mission impossible 2 was
1: so bad it was. it was awful came back and they kind of redeemed the series so the last one um rogue nation was actually pretty entertaining uh but wow mission impossible 2 <laughs> that was it's it's painful to watch it is
0: uh, we still need to do our own uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand version review of that movie. I'm not sure. I can't bring myself to watch it. I've I've seen it on TV and
1: flipping through channels, and I'm like, nope, nope, keep flipping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, it what's, could what... be.
1: It could be tied for the worst, maybe, but I don't think there's anything that's going to be in Mission Impossible 2 for the worst Tom Cruise movie ever.
0: (laughs) Now, one good thing to come out of this movie, though, a complete side note, I I would say it's about six months ago, and this is just going off relative memory. I don't really know those six months ago, but they put out a trailer for The Mummy. Uh Uh-huh. Now this trailer, when you think of a trailer, you, you obviously have the video portion and you, you have the audio portion, which usually consists of music, sound effects and dialogue. Mhm. Typically on any given project, a lot of times they'll have different tracks for the audio recordings, right? So they could edit them independently. They may have been even recorded independently, but certainly they have different tracks so they could edit them independently.
1: Okay, yeah. Make
0: sure the volume is appropriate so you could actually hear the dialogue even though explosions are going off, etc. In the trailer that they officially released, there was no music, no sound effects, it was just some of the dialogue from the characters in a heavily action-packed scene. So you see these people in the in the airplane as they're fighting and the airplane is ripping apart, and you don't hear the airplane ripping apart. There's no music. You occasionally hear this, Ugh! Oh! <laughs> Ugh! as people are punching each other. <laughs> it's so bad, and it's like, I, I it made me feel wonderful about myself because i I can't say that I'm a great editor, but I have never made that mistake and certainly (laughs) never released it to the world, having made that mistake.
1: Now, there is, of course, the possibility that that was some kind of artistic take on it, that they intentionally left the music and majority of the sound effects out for some kind of dramatic effect. I don't know why they think that would be more dramatic, but I can certainly see somebody doing that.
0: Well, if that was their intent, they pulled it after about an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I, I, I don't <laughs> know how long to try it took. to th- give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, I can't remember how long it took them to repost the video, but I know it was taken down fairly quickly.
1: Oh, well, it was probably something so simple as they just sent the wrong file. Why nobody bothered to check whether it was the right file or not, I couldn't say.
0: (laughs) Hey, is this the file? It's a file. Okay, let's post it.
1: (laughs) It says mummy trailer on the page. Yes, it must be the file. Come on.
0: I should probably check with my manager. Your manager said for you to shut up. (laughs) Vera said that? Huh.
1: (laughs) You know what's really sad is I can't think of what movie that's from off the top of my head.
0: You lose ten thousand points. No, that is when that's Robert Goulet when he was going to perform at the treehouse. Is this the casino? It's a casino.
1: Hey, I figured out I remembered that it was from The Simpsons before you told me.
0: You had to lose ten thousand points first, and those are irrevocable.
1: Oh no! What am I going to do without my internet points? Those are worth so much. Ten thousand, isn't that a little steep?
0: Nope. No. In fact that that's that's very lenient.
1: Easily the bet the the movie I'm looking forward to the most right now is the new Spider-Man movie. I think the kid did a great job. In Captain America Civil War, he definitely... I, it's, it's hard for me to say that I didn't like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man because I think that the the little darker, grittier world that they created in that was a better fit for the Spider-Man universe than the, first, than the Sam Raimi ones. But the Sam Raimi ones really caught the... Uh, you know the wisecracking, jovial side of him, and Andrew Garfield—he just—he was not very funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, this this kid, Tom, Tom Holland, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty funny in the in uh, Civil War. So I think this would be a good interpretation of it.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about. I don't know if you remember the old Spider-Man Two game for the original Xbox.
1: I certainly
0: do, as I played that for many, many, many hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was was one of my favorite things about that version of Spider-Man, was he was constantly cracking jokes. It was great. Yes,
1: but Um, uh, I, I also think he can pull off kind of the serious when he needs to as well, from what I've seen so far of the previews.
0: Yeah, I think July's gonna be a lot I mean Cap or Wonder Woman was gonna be a great one for this month, but aside from that, I think July's gonna be a much better month. I mean the Mummy is supposed to be terrible, Cars three Wha- why? And Transformers The Last Night, no thank What? You. <sighs> and Despicable Me Three, okay, maybe, but uh July's got Spider Man Homecoming, War for the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Atomic Blonde, and maybe if you're really feeling it, the Emoji movie. So yeah, July is going to be a much better month overall.
1: That is quite an impressive lineup. I uh, I know that my kids are going to want to go and see the Despicable Me 3. Personally, I'm a pretty big Steve Carell fan, and he made the first two movies for me, so the the third one, the little offshoot, the Minions movie, I thought that was just terrible. No Steve Carell, not interested, no thanks. I'm hoping that this one will be a bit of a renaissance for it. Last week I mentioned the uh, the nut job was getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the barrel. Cars 3 was the movie right on top of it. That's why it's coming
0: out before The Nut Job 2. <laughs> well, I, I used to hate Disney, Uh in in the nineties, I absolutely hated Disney. I, I called them the evil empire, and they're a much bigger empire now. But it seems like they've been trying to do well in the in the nineties. It was basically straight to DVD sequels mm-hmm. that were garbage. You know, you'd take you'd have Aladdin, which was a great movie, and then you had Aladdin two, which why it was a cash grab. And I even, don't know. Aladdin two kind of it, 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 it was kind of got grab. me
1: at the end there when they redeemed Iago, but. Yes, overall
0: it was pretty bad. The Aladdins after that, those were yeah, not even worth mentioning. I hated them during the nineties. Now I mean they own ESPN, they own ABC, they own Marvel, they own Star Wars. So they're a much bigger empire, but they they try to be a benevolent emperor, maybe? I don't know. They've <laughs> been trying to put out better quality at least. But Cars 3 Cars 2 was terrible. Cars 1, I enjoyed the movie, but the reason Cars 2 was made was not because Cars 1 was a success as a movie, but it was a success for merchandising. Yes. They sold so much Cars merchandise. And that's. Uh, I, I hate seeing Disney doing that. They don't need to do this. Well, I, I, they don't need to. <laughs> Now, whether they can is another issue, but let's be honest. Disney is raking in the money. They're getting raves on almost everything that they do. Why do this? Why? 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 You don't need that. Why sully your current image for they don't need it?
1: Because there's no kids' movies right now. (laughs) That's what uh, Captain Underpants came out that's about as kid movie as I can think of until uh despicable me and that's probably why they're like there's a third despicable me we need a third movie to go against
0: that they don't need to I agree I don't think it should have been cars I mean uh, they have so much money rolling in just focus on quality or or give it to a new IP there, could be. there you go. Someone, somewhere, has got to have a better idea than Cars 3. Is, I, is that really I asking agree so much?
1: you, Dave, in theory? But reality says that no, no one has any better ideas than Cars 3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is why we're on Transformer 17 right now is it really 17 that <laughs> no. seems like it's an
1: awful high number no but it's like I, what
0: five i think it's five but this is supposed five, to 17, be
1: 17 i really can't tell the difference between those two when it comes to transformers movies
0: this is supposed to be the last one in which michael bay will be involved okay and then it's they're supposed to be getting away from him for like the next four movies that they have planned
1: Four more Transformers movies. At least I literally the, just face palmed.
0: Okay, so this one is apparently the Knights of the Round Table are all Transformers because again we have no better ideas than to recreate Arthurian legend. But um, the one after this is supposed to be a Bumblebee standalone movie. So we know that Bumblebee survives his fight being impaled by Optimus Prime in this. Yay! Thanks for the spoilers because we already know so there's no drama in this one. I mean, that's supposed to be the big drama. Ooh, Bumblebee versus Optimus Prime. And we've already seen the Bumblebee is getting hurt. No, you know that this is, no, it's no. Well, you know that Optimus Prime is going to beat him. He's like freaking
1: Negatron. How many times have they killed Negatron? And how many times does he come back? How many times have they killed Optimus Prime now? And how many times does he come back? What did you say? There were five
0: movies. So five times each. (laughs) (sighs) And, uh, but yeah, and then they have three more mainline movies, I think. And then they'll probably do a few more standalone movies and Milking the Cow.
1: You know, okay, I I don't know any problems. No, at this point, they're not milking the cow, they're beating the dead horse. It's been (laughs) dead, and they just keep beating it. And the gooey secretions that come out are what they display on the screen for us to watch. I would actually Uh, uh, rather watch that than Transformers Three.
0: I got to be honest; that was just absolutely horrible movie. (laughs) You know, I loved the first Transformers movie. Um, It it wasn't necessarily. I'm I'm not going to say it was a great movie, but it was good enough, and it was. It did what it was supposed to do, but as we were kind of talking about last week, that I was saying with uh, you know my review of. Turtle, the, the latest Turtles movie now Michael Bay did not direct that movie but he produced it but the, the guy who directed it has never really directed he directed one movie before that and so surely he said I don't know what I'm doing here I'm sure he was going to Michael Bay for advice because he was following the exact model that Michael Bay uses of making a movie for adults and dumbing down the humor to kids level and that just doesn't work no no it does not and they're just gonna do this again in Transformers The Last Knight and and in every other movie that they ever make in this series they need a new director
1: they just they need a reboot is what they need they need to reboot the Transformers franchise I know it's not more than what 10 years old if even that but it needs a reboot and it needs to have nothing to do with Michael Bay And they need to get somebody good, like J.J. Abrams, maybe Joss Whedon involved, then I might pay attention to it again.
0: Well, they're at least getting a new director. I don't know if they've announced the new director. They probably have, but it won't be Michael Bay, so yay! (laughs) (laughs) And now that we're off on that tangent. See,
1: this is what happens when you let nerds talk about things that they care about. They always come back to the same <laughs> thing. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> this is why nerds shouldn't be allowed to socialize. We should all be in our separate basements, blocked off from the rest of the world, as nature intended.
0: I have nowhere to go with that. <laughs>
1: Okay, so moving on to
0: E3. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some video game stuff before E3, but yeah. Um, so as sort of a segue between movies and video games, uh, I don't know, Matt, if you have uh, watched movies with Mikey yet, you need to. It's done by Mikey Newman, a uh, uh-huh. very cool guy. Um, I'm hoping to actually get him on the podcast the next month or two. Uh, he was saying last fall that he'd be able to uh, after the new year, but then we got busy and stuff went downhill for them. Oh, yeah. You need to watch movies with Mikey. He just started a Patreon for it. The reason being he had to quit his job. Um, for those of you who know Mikey Newman or know about him, uh, he his title at Gearbox Software was Creative Champion, which is an amazing title. I espied to a title like that someday. It wasn't like Creative Director, it was Creative Champion. <laughs> um that's awesome. Uh he wrote he did the writing for the Brothers in Arms series. He did Borderlands one and he helped with Borderlands he well, he brought in um the guy who did Borderlands Two and he, he wrote some with him whose name is Escaping Me. Um But anyway, very brilliant guy. He had to quit his job though because uh he's he has MS and maybe some other neurological challenges. Um Ooh. and he basically had a really, really severe, another really severe episode a couple of months ago and he's recovered some, but basically his recovery kind of stopped and he's kind of at a point where he may never work a traditional job again. That's and unfortunate. Yes, so if if you haven't checked out Movies with Mikey, check it out. If you gain any enjoyment at all from it, consider supporting his Patreon, which will be Basically his only source of income, and medical bills are not cheap. His insurance from his previous job will hopefully
1: take care of some of that at least.
0: Given that he has a very amicable relationship, I imagine they're probably going to try to extend coverage to him as long as they can. But still, yeah.
1: Kind of sucks for him. Yes, that is very sad.
0: And for the rest of us who are fans Hang of Gearbox Dave,
1: now I'm sad. You need to do something to make me happy
0: again. Well, go watch movies with Mikey sometime, and that will make you happy. Okay, sounds good. Um, So, in other sad news, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been delayed, which is slightly old news uh, from a couple weeks ago. That will no longer be coming out this fall. It will be coming out next spring, or at least next year. One interesting twist. Rockstar, who's making Red Dead Redemption is almost never at E3 they don't do anything with E3 but I have it on good authority that red Dem- Red Dead Redemption 2 will be at E3 in some capacity Pro- possibly as a playable possibly as something they they're covering but I am really excited to see anything they have about Red Dead Redemption at E3 I sadly am
1: one of the losers that never played the first one so
0: I have no I have no horse in this race. Well, you need to buy that game and get on your horse and get in that race. <laughs> you need to. No, seriously. It's I've like, heard very good things about it, yes. The sad thing is that although uh, it's a backwards compatible now, um, so I could actually play with you on my Xbox One while you're on your Xbox 360, um, but Ooh. I imagine servers are a fairly low population, but we could still get in our posse and play some multiplayer. So when you're a, a big company... Are a company that's actually are starting to get big and develop a name for yourself like CD Projekt Red uh, they they made the Witcher series um, they they run the Steam Challenger uh, GOG.com GOG.com whatever you're supposed to call it .com CD Projekt Red is working on a new game called Cyberpunk 2077 which a lot of people are really really excited about apparently Someone has reportedly stolen some of the information about that and is trying to extort CD Projekt Red as E3 is coming, and so they made a big press release that we're not going to pay people. I would just say that if you see someone stealing information from a company, just don't give it the time of day, even if it's legit stuff. Don't reward that kind of stuff. Don't don't click those links. That is a very noble thought, but very hard for most people to do. I mean, sure, if those people happen to send the files to us, it would our, be our responsibility to click them as <laughs> members of the press. <laughs> we would have to. It's our ethical obligation. But you get, no, don't worry, Don't just don't do that. <laughs> but we will. We will. Well, no, we good, won't.
1: Kudos to them for sticking up for themselves. I mean, at... At some point, you just you just have to stand up to these people. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have to say, you can't hold us hostage. We're not going to pay you the money. Of course, they probably had some accountant and some lawyer do some backroom numbers, and they're like, it would cost us less to let them release the information. <laughs> and that's why they didn't do it. Yep. But...
0: But good for them for standing up for themselves. So uh, this to this week, uh, the a big expansion for Elder Scrolls Online came out, uh, the Morrowind expansion, uh, which sounds like it's a great up uh, content update. And they screwed up the servers even worse while doing so. Well,
1: MMOs screwing up their servers with patches is pretty old news at this point.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is true, but it's weird in, in the case of this for a variety of reasons. Elder Scrolls Online is a game that really struggled out of the gate, and Bethesda has put a lot of time, or ZeniMax, or whoever is doing the, the work for it, has put a lot of time and effort into improving the game. It is so much better than it was in terms of content. It's it's a much, much better game, and I as far as I know, has gotten more popularity in terms of player base as well. The problem is that within the last, say, three months, the game has been out, I want to say, for two years now? Sounds about right, but I don't really have any recollection of exactly when it came out. In the last four or five months, several of their big patches have really, really messed things up that never had problems before. I mean, in terms of, hey, the game was running great, and now it's practically unplayable. And yay, I can't play this. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, there are certain areas like that you just can't even log into properly. That there are certain common login areas where all the crafting stations are and things. And one of the more popular areas, uh, Elden Route, is just you crash there almost every time you go. Like there, wow. there, are, there are certain areas of the room that I know to walk around because I know exactly where I'm going to crash if I walk there, and that's. And they still haven't fixed a lot of that. It's, it's it's weird. It makes no sense that suddenly they have this problem that is absolutely bizarre, and they don't fix it. And they... I don't know. Anyway, Morrowind. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's well, great I content that you can play I've it. I've heard, and
1: I, I mean, I've never done any serious programming, but, you know, it, it, finding the problem or realizing that there's a problem is one thing fixing that problem could be an entirely different
0: rat's nest you know well i so. you, you're right and th- there are some things that you know we as gamers are too critical on but it it usually helps if the developers and this applies to any just about anything if there are issues, just communicate with your your player base or your audience or whatever. Just communicate. Yes. and explain. This is what we're dealing with. We're working on it. We expect to have it done in this period of time. It, it, our tests may or may not work. But if you don't say anything, then it just suggest that you don't care. So, And as far as we know, they haven't been trying to fix the problems <laughs> for the past... I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know yes and this is something that i mean
1: and i understand it's really difficult for companies and things like this to produce that kind of information because you know basically anything that they say people are going to take and blow it out of proportion but you know I do think that companies need to just be less afraid of, uh, you know, backlash. If you go and you admit, you know, Hey, we made some mistakes here. We're doing our best to fix them. Most people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt rather than the, okay guys, we made some mistakes and we've got to fix these, but we're not going to say anything about it. Cause then it makes it look like we don't know how to do our jobs. No, people understand that mistakes happen bugs are going to happen in any game and if you acknowledge them and and just are straight up with people they're going to respect you for it but most game companies and it seems like the bigger the game company the less they want to talk about that stuff
0: so I don't know well and one thing I would really like to talk to some developers about this at some point in time but the a lot of it depends on what kind of a studio you are um so for example if you're a, a big studio that's run that's you know will we'll use uh, uh, Rockstar Games for example take two is their publisher so as, as a developer you have contracts with a publisher for specific games um, there are deadlines associated with it there's, there's all sorts of things that are part of that contract but one of the things is there are certain things that the publisher doesn't allow you to talk about and I would like to at some point if I can ever get a hold of someone in development to, to ask more questions but I would really like to to know more about that it's just extremely frustrating when they don't talk and I think part of that is for fear of issues with the publisher but on the other hand you have you know indie companies with like the Friday the 13th game which just came out which my understanding is was a kickstarted game mm-hmm. um, and there's a love-hate relationship with that. Apparently it's an amazingly fun game that's ridden with bugs, has all sorts of server issues. But if you can get the game to work, it's great. And a lot of people are really <laughs> mad. because. That. But that's that's a whole other issue where I kind of wonder if they felt like they had to release because as a Kickstarter game, you you get so much money. Once the Kickstarter period ends, I don't think you could raise any more money and you have to basically produce what you have. And if you run out of money, then you have a choice. Okay, either we, we had this Kickstarter contract where we were supposed to have the game out by this date, and we have this much funds. Do we release it when it's not ready? Do we keep developing it? If we have no money, do we release it and then use the money from sales of the game to finish development on it?
1: Yes, that's the one. You release it as an open beta... Charge twenty, thirty dollars a pop, and use that <laughs> money to finish your game. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the standard modus operandi right now.
0: Well, I'm not sure you can with Kickstarter. It, it might depend on how you, how you play it off to your initial investors. But it seems like every time someone changes the arrangement, people get mad. Um, well, obviously, yes. And that's so. gonna happen no matter what any arrangement yeah so Friday the 13th has been kind of in a mess with that you know a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it and I would like to understand the development process a little bit more because it seems like there are some things that that could be improved as a gamer there's so little that we know and so we basically jump to our own conclusions which may or may not Mm -hmm. be right yeah and so if you are a developer listening out there which is almost incredibly unlikely that (laughs) would Happen, but if you are a developer of video games, come talk to us. We'd be happy to ask you questions. They probably wouldn't be able to give us any answers though, Dave. Probably not on the record. <laughs> they well, if, exactly. If they're, they well, if they're through legal. Well, if they're an independent developer or someone I'd like to talk to, um, uh, I have a decent relationship with the guys at uh, Minor Key Games. Um, David Pittman and uh, J. Kyle Pittman. Um, they're both from Nebraska, or at least went to the, the University of Nebraska. Um, got a free copy of one of their recent games. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, but I have a decent relationship with them, and they're indie now. They used to They both used to work at Gearbox and 2K and a um, couple other big companies. So they, wow. know what, they know what the game is like in there, but they're in, independent now, so unless they have some sort of a an existing gag order that extends beyond their term of employment, they should be able to talk about what it was like. And so I, I might see if I could reach out to one of them.
1: Would be super interesting.
0: So E3 is starting, depending on what time zone you're in, should be Sunday. Um, Xbox is having their... Now, this is a little interesting. So I'm not sure what the current status of E3. Typically, the official presentations are Monday and Tuesday, and then the show floor is open for the general... I mean, everyone else who's going, it's not open to the general... Well, I guess this year it is open to the general public now. Uh, They just opened it up this year, but um, it's usually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. Sunday typically is not a press conference day, Bethesda kind of set up their own fake press conferences the last two years, and this is their third year. But Microsoft is doing one on Sunday as well, and so I'm not sure if they're technically... An official part of the E3 schedule, given that it's Sunday, or maybe they just made Sunday a part of the official schedule? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, Xbox will be going on Sunday. <laughs> they have said that norm- normally they go for 90 minutes. They said, uh, we have enough stuff. We're going well beyond that, so adjust your recording devices accordingly. As part of our E3 coverage, we will be hosting all of the live streams of all of the conferences on agentsofgame.com and also be providing immediate reaction to each of the press conferences. We'll have some articles, some videos, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Several guests from inside Agents of Game as well as from outside. So we will have everything you want to know about E3 and then some. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, We will have plenty more coming uh, on the heels of E3. And we shall catch you next week. Talk to you later.